Good morning, it's 9.30 on the button on Thursday the 14th of May 2020 and this is Gargantis Thursday, show number 36. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. Oh, right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're too kind. Don't stop. Don't stop. Whatever you do. Oh, we love you. We love you. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you you greet us. Thank you. In fine fettle and great mood, we are raring to go this morning. Thank you so much indeed for everyone who has hung on in there today and joined us at 6.30 for our very first Australian show. It went super well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you today and get in contact on the text. <laughs> Text us now on 07624-802-272 for a mention. We're on email, radioblogging at gmail.com, and you can write on our contact page on the wall for a shout-out. And loads and loads of folk did that in our Australian show, and you're very welcome to do that again. Well, welcome to Thursday. It's a cracking show. First thing is to check in with the chaps to see how they are. The good professor is with us this morning. And fine fettle, sir. How are you well? Oh, very well. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed our Australian special show this morning. Still buzzing from that, raring and ready to go for this show for, of course, our UK audience. But of course, we had so many listeners, didn't we? Join us for our first show this morning. Oh, absolutely. We're just counting them up there in the hundreds, listeners, in the hundreds and loads from the UK as well. So thank you so much indeed. A respectable audience in the UK. Uh, Listeners, you will also want to know, and don't do this right now because you're enjoying us live, but after the show, go and have a listen to Mr. Rocky because he was on BBC Radio Wiltshire last night, and he did an amazing job. He was absolutely gorgeous. He was invited on to talk about radio blogging. It's a really good, thoroughly enjoyable eight minutes of masterclass in radio broadcasting. Not even politicians get that much time on the radio, I have to say. And he was good. He was brilliant. Ian, thank you so much. I have to do that for him because it's a brilliant advertisement for us. We're just waiting to be picked up by the Nationals now. Excellent. (laughs) Pi Corbett on the front page of that well, i'm just thinking it was gonna be daily star or the, i don't i have no idea or hello magazine what could what it possibly it? be De- <laughs> deputy mitchell how are you sir hello good morning i'm very well thank you uh, a bit blurry eyed this morning an early start wasn't it um but fantastic it just shows doesn't it show the power of the internet we do in schools we do hear about the dangers of the internet and we, we do learn about that and indeed there are, but what are some fantastic things about the internet that we could travel all the way to Australia today and back from our very own studios uh, ready to be here this morning. So uh, looking forward to a great show. It should be fantastic. Brilliant. If you want to listen back to that show, it's up on the website under an Australian button. The website will gradually find its way back into normal operation as we just kind of move some of those things away, but you'll always be able to get through to any of our our radio shows again enjoy the padlets enjoy the activities enjoy the blogging enjoy the audio and the one man we enjoy the most today time for a slice of pie start the day with a slice of pie this is radioblogging.net didn't he do well absolutely stunning pie welcome to the show how are you today 
I, I want to go back to bed. Oh, bless him. <laughs> it was too early for me. I'm old. I claim a bus pass. Yeah, I, it was great, actually. I mean, it was very, very early for us. and that we, But we shouldn't moan because, hey, we were speaking to people around the world. We were speaking to people on the very, on, literally, if you dug a hole from where, where I am all the way through, we we're speaking to people, yeah, thousands of miles away. I just think that's magic, isn't it? And quite a lot of those teachers who were with their classes I've met um, and uh, one or two of the people, Peter Collins, for instance, I know. Um, so I just thought it was magical to communicate with our Australian folk. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. So let's start the day uh, as we normally do with a bit of a bulletin. Yep. The young master has gone off to work in the uh, home with his elderly people. So by now the trolley. The tea trolley will have gone round. Breakfast probably uh, has been served and he's made sure everybody has eaten their porridge. And um, Crispy and Crunchy are fine with the aged aunt. So that's all well and good. And we are thinking that at the weekend, if all is well, we might go and visit her. Just I just want to double check but the fridge actually does have food in it, and etc. It's really good to keep an eye on our... Uh, our, our folk are on their own or the elderly folk so we might do that at the weekend now um but i think we should get on um uh, for a with a couple of games get ourselves creative in. games play and try with ian and pie those of you who have not joined us before we always start with a couple of games and the idea is that at home you um uh, uh at home or in school with your notebooks, just make any jottings that you need to. And um, we play the games here. There's a bit of a pause. And then there's a musical interlude while you play the games in school or at home. And the first game is one that I absolutely love playing. It's the old one where you think of um, and bounce backwards and forwards if you're uh, with other people. But you think of and make a list of things that my mum says or things that my dad often says or things that my teacher says what are those expressions that they repeat again and again so professor are you braced and ready i've got a list of things that i used to say very often when i was a teacher or i overheard other teachers say what have you got i have got a list of actually a mixture of things that children have said parents have said and a couple from teachers we're going to have a good mix here pi Okay, so um, do you want to start or shall I start? I'll, I'll, how about this one? Um, uh, you'll take someone's eye out with that. <laughs> That's a cracker. I've, I've said that myself. Okay, they, let mm. yourself down. You've let the school down and you've let your mum and dad down. It's your time you're wasting, not my time. <laughs> Um, no pudding unless you finish your dinner. Perhaps you could share that joke with everybody. Um, money doesn't grow on trees. I don't care what your mum says. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing that here. <laughs> um, if you sit too close to the TV, you'll get square eyes. Remove that finger from your nose now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't like that in my day i don't want to see the contents of your lunch close your mouth just you wait and see i don't care if it's fun don't poke people <laughs> in the air with your pencil 
<laughs> Elbows off the table. Stop licking that table. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Gary, I told you before. <laughs> stop eating the corner of the table. Would you like to share that with everybody? Oh, close the door. You weren't born in a barn. This isn't a holiday camp, you know. <laughs> Go on forever with these. We could. Okay. Could. So, uh, <laughs> at home, you know, or at school, making a list of things that mums and dads and teachers say is great, great fun. Um, and the second game, we're going to do the old back-to-back phone call. We're going to do a pretend phone call. And the um, Thomas Taylor, who's with us today, no doubt is listening at this very moment, has, it arrived, the new book, After Malamanda, the second book in the series, arrived, I think it came on Tuesday. And boy, was I excited to see that. And the first thing I did, Ian, I don't know if you do this, but once I got out of its package, I opened it up and I had a good sniff. Mm. And I can Mm. tell you, this one smells (laughs) really, really good. Mm. And it's on quite nice paper. The cover is a lovely, lovely cover. Um, So absolutely riveting story again. And I thought we'd play the activity we've done before where you get a character from a story to have a phone call with somebody else who's not part of the story. So you're going to be my friend and I'll be Herbie Lemon, who's one of the main characters. So um, have we got some sort of, um, do you have a, a phone ringing for us, Russell? Oh, have thank you. Just throw that one on me, won't you? I mean, he's just great, isn't he? What would you like? Uh, how about this one? Hello? Hello, is, is that Herbie? <laughs> is that you, Ian? Hello, is that Herbie? It's Herbie indeed, yes. How are things with you? Uh, Not too bad, thank you. What about yourself? Well, we've had an enormous thunderstorm. I mean, there was an enormous clap of thunder that absolutely hammered down and a flash of lightning just now that you wouldn't believe it. But we've had more than that. I've had a really strange person come into the Lost and Founders. Really? Tell me, what were they like? Well, it was really odd. I mean, you know, I've got this great job at the Grand Nautilus Hotel. I'm working as lost and founderer. So I keep everything that's been lost or or, or found and handed in. And it's all labeled and logged. Well, this guy comes in. He comes in uh, out of the storm. And it was really strange because his face seemed to be hidden by this enormous hood he was wearing a long waxed coat that was absolutely pouring with water and he got this big hood up and he didn't pull the hood back when he was talking to the receptionist at all no he didn't and i think he was trying to keep himself you know hidden it looked very suspicious from where i was sitting and he was holding his rather strange metal wooden box in one hand with him and that looked a bit peculiar as well really really strange it sounds peculiar i mean did you get the chance to look in the box at all ah well Mm, you see i thought he was going to go up the stairs but he didn't he came walking straight over towards me and so i had to introduce myself i said i'm herbie lemon but he, he seemed to know who i was so i said i'm herbie lemon the lost and founder at the grand nautilus have you lost something? But no, he hadn't. He hadn't lost something. So, so what do you think he was doing there? Well, you're never going to believe it, but he left 
the box with me. Uh, and, and did you get to explore inside the box? Well, I better not say any more because otherwise I'll spoil the beginning of the story. But that's a lovely game to play, Ian, um, and one we often use Here in we class. Do where you're a main character in a story and you talk to somebody else and you sort of retell what was happening in the story. Or you can imagine, of course, what will happen next before you get the next uh, next chapter. And to do it well, you've got to get in roles. So you've got to read really carefully. I love playing that game. Now, those of you at home and those of you in school, you don't know Herbie Lemon and the beginning of Gargantis, but I've no doubt that you know lots and lots of other stories. Sometimes the simplest thing to do, uh, Ian, is to take a story like uh, Little Red Riding Hood um, mm. or Jack and the Beanstalk and have a conversation between Jack and one of his mates. So Jack's saying, oh, you're not going to believe it. I just come down that beanstalk. Yep. And I got something from the giant's castle yet again. We got a chicken that lays golden eggs. This is going to be fantastic. Mm. So we've got two games, things that people say and a back to back phone call. Main character from a well-known story talking to a chum. And you could play it two minutes one way, two minutes the other way. Russell, have we got some sort of musical interlude at this juncture? We do indeed, but currently we now have to give a government guidance uh, bulletin. The licking of tables is currently not included <laughs> in school activities. So please do not lick the table. What are you two at? It's like a couple of blokes on the phone, for goodness sake. No licking of tables. Captain Scarlet is next. Hello, my name is Anthony Horowitz. I'm the author of the Alex Ryder books, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. And that's something to look forward to, I have to say. I loved him on the British menu uh, last night. Just a little bit too meaty for my preference as well. Uh, more veg, please, less farmyard. Uh, but it was lovely to see his typewriter in the background and a selection of books good call Anthony very good if you can manage to get the BBC to do that as well uh, so we still we are still attracting Australian listeners Nicola is still with us thank you so much indeed uh, really enjoyed that and enjoyed the warm-up games as well Rachel is enjoying Captain Skull as we all it's lovely isn't it a great beat that'll definitely have had Pi's uh, feet tapping there Mrs Algrani's been on as well apparently the literacy game has had me howling with the kids <laughs> you've let yourself down <laughs> you've let the school down I love it just stunning I've, I've, I've haven't we heard those before? Mrs. Neeson is listening as well. And absolutely uh, lovely to hear from you this morning. Thank you so much indeed. And James Walker is on Double Bubble this morning. Great Australian show. And we are back. Bless you, sir. Very nice of you to say so. Ian, what have you got for us? Russell, thank you very much indeed. 14 minutes to 10 this morning. Uh, Kitty, good morning to you. Have a shout out for Kitty, Daddy, uh, Mummy and Roxy. Absolutely in Cromford. Arthur, good morning to you. Hi, Radio Blogging. Have a shout out for Oliver, who is one of my best friends. Missing him lots. I thought this would be a good excuse to shout him out, as I'm pretty sure he will be listening today. Tabitha, hi, good morning to you. Thank you for getting in touch. Another, Somebody else got in touch. Hi, big fan of the show. Wanted to give my shout out to my oldest sister, Katie, who has just recovered from the virus. Hope she's recovering and getting better very soon claire kilgore regular listener oh my goodness she says andrew and i are rolling around with laughter at this time <laughs> this first game genius just as good for the soul for adults as much as children indeed and i get to play them and i'm so so lucky <laughs> andrew says claire and i both work in schools we're both in absolute stitches two of my personal favorites when children are moving around the school are look where you're going not where you've been and not that left the other left <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I really love a clip of that game to play at the start of my next inset day. Keep up the fantastic work. Thank you so much indeed, Wilfred. Uh, yet again, I find myself complimenting how you make my morning. Very kind of you. Thank you so much. Hi, radio blogging. Hi, Gerald. This is from Emily. I'm so excited to do Gargantis Tuesday. Can I please have a shout out for class three from Oaksy Primary School? Not far away at all from me. We are regular listeners from Emily in Oaksy class three. Thank you so much. If you want to get in touch, it's radioblogging at gmail.com. Or of course, you can go to the contact Padlet as Hannah has done with a shout out to her cousins Emily and Olivia in Portsmouth listening for the fourth time today and Mrs Marin another regular listener shout out to everyone from Stonewith Woodford School this morning excited to find out about life after Malamander well without further ado I'll hand over to Pi Corbett and let's take the show forward Pi over to you one of my favorite they keep coming back to me you see the trouble is you start it one of my favorites is when uh, reception teachers say sit on your bottom and I always think what else are you going to sit on sit on your head sit on your bottom and of course the lovely one when you say to a parent oh i'll miss gary (laughs) and i'm sure he'll get on with mrs jenkins next year (laughs) oh dear it's so funny all right so we always end our shows with an opportunity to record something which leads into the next show and uh russell we're at that point now where we see need some news breaks and we've got plenty got a couple of them lined up for you oliver love this one we need to interrupt this program for important news Yesterday, a clockwork crow was spotted, and it had never been spotted before, so we don't know how dangerous they are. Scientists are working on it, so hopefully in tomorrow's news you can find out. This mysterious creature was so big, scientists might not be able to go near it. They are inventing something so you can see right up close and far away. We don't know if this is the same as a normal crow. If they fail, they are going to make a time machine which they can make because they know how to make it they are going to go back in time to get a dinosaur and train it to study creatures really dinosaurs aren't as bad as you think to find out more go to the website or watch tomorrow's news the website is www.newbirdsfound.co.uk It's okay. I'll check the website out. It's fine. It doesn't go. It doesn't go anywhere dodgy mm. or anything. So that's really good. What do we think about that? Well, I thought it was very well done. Well done. It was Oliver, wasn't it? Yes. Um, I think we we know Oliver. Uh, yeah, really good. Crystal clear. Because of course, when you're on the radio, that's incredibly important. Crystal clear, so everybody could get that. Well written too. I enjoyed that one. What else have you got for us? Next one and our final one for today. Lily, another great performance. Breaking news. There has been a sighting of a clockwork crow. If anybody sees this creature, please report now. We have tried not to make too much trouble out of this creature, but now it is getting serious. These birds seem obsessed with anything that flashes, so if you can distract them with lights or torches, you can avoid being a target. It is still dangerous, so I suggest you do not take babies or small pets outside in the open. If you can go to work but stay inside, it'll help prevent an attack. Oh wait, I think somebody's getting hurt by the bird. That's it for now. 
but we will be here for another dangerous story of this clockwork bird on our evening show. Another great one. Yeah, absolutely. Really enjoyed these. I love the way that what we're doing is we're writing, we're crafting, we're trying it out aloud, and then we're recording it. So at the end of this session, we'll have another go at doing this, and we'll talk you through how you can get um, your piece of writing uh, recorded so that it's there forever, and we'll choose out one or two for tomorrow's uh, session. I keep thinking of these, these, <laughs> these things. Pull the other leg that it's got bells on it. And one of my favourites, I can hear myself saying is, I'm sorry, no, you should have gone to the toilet at break time. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the meat of the day after that, and we need to get on to the response padlet. We're getting pretty good at doing this, aren't we? So uh, we are on the correct place. We're all on today's show. Scroll down a little bit where it says Thomas Taylor response. Click on that. And this gives us a rather nice, a rather fetching uh, purpley magenta coloured padlet there and in order to write a response up click on the little blue blobby thing with the plus mark in the bottom right hand corner up comes a post-it where it says title put your name so I've written pie in there I've spelled it correctly click on write something now this is where we're going to hear Thomas reading and Thomas has already been with us uh, we had a Malamanda show and he talked about the read from the beginning, talked about that. And now we've got Gargantis published. As soon as it arrived on the doorstep on Tuesday, I thought that we have to have this. We've got to have this. So Thomas very kindly um, has taken time out of his schedule and has read for us um, the opening of this book. We're all now ready to give him a response. It's a new one out, probably the first time that it's ever been heard, read aloud by Thomas. And we're going to tell him what we liked about it, any words or phrases, how it made us feel. We can ask questions. Um, we can uh, predict what might be going to happen next. All sorts of possibilities there, folks. Whatever strikes you as important to say to the author. So here we go. Gargantis. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Well, hello, my name is Thomas Taylor, and I'm the author of Malamanda, and its sequel, Gargantis. And I'm going to just read a little bit from the, the opening of Gargantis, um, which starts with a chapter entitled Deep Hood. If there's one thing hotels have a lot of, it's strangers. Hotels are kind of in the stranger business, after all. But no hotel in the world puts the strange in stranger quite like the Grand Nautilus Hotel. Take this guy, for example, the one who's just come in from the storm, the one walking across the empty marble floor of the lobby. See him? The one whose face is hidden by the enormous hood of a long wax coat streaming with rainwater. He doesn't even pull his hood back to talk to the receptionist, and his luggage, a metal-bound wooden box clutched in one gloved hand, doesn't leave his side for a moment. Who is he? What's his story? What's in the box? Of course, we'll probably never know. And that's fine. People are entitled to their privacy. Privacy is something else hotels have a lot of. Besides, there's something sinister about this man, something threatening that makes me not want to know, to be honest. I'll be quite happy once he's up in his room doing whatever dark and secret things he's come here to do, far away from me. He takes his key and steps away from the reception desk and starts walking in my direction. I sit up and adjust my cap. May I help you, sir? I say as the man in the overlong coat stops before the desk of my little cubby hole, 
I look up and see nothing but darkness in that drooping hood. My cap starts to slip down the back of my head, so I straighten it. Herbert Lemon, a voice comes from inside the hood, and I flinch. There's an unnatural edge to that voice that makes my skin crawl. That's right, sir, I reply. I'm Herbie Lemon, lost and founder at the Grand Nautilus Hotel, at your service. Have you lost something? There's a sudden kick-a-boom as a clap of thunder gallops around the town outside. The flash of lightning that rides with it only serves to highlight the darkness in the man's hood. The wind flings rain against the window panes and the hotel lamps flicker. The man remains motionless, dripping rainwater on my counter. Uh, umbrella, perhaps, I suggest. I glance at the metal-bound box on the man's hand. There's barely enough room to ch for a change of underpants in a thing like that. Or luggage, maybe? My voice is almost a squeak now. The man leans in, his hood nearly closing over my head. My nostrils fill with the stink of wet coat and fishy breath. Do not ask what I have lost, Herbert Lemon, comes the man's voice, sounding as if each word is made with a great deal of effort. Ask what I have found. And that's when there's another crash of thunder and the hotel's lights go out. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yes, you, sitting there safe at home, staring into your book with bug eyes, waiting for something horrible to happen to me. You're thinking that I'm going to freak out now. And I admit I am considering it. But you don't get to be lost and found at the Grand Nautilus Hotel without learning how to be a professional. So, OK, yes, maybe I'm not the bravest mouse in the basket, but I am in my place, behind my polished desk, master of my own little world of lost property and shiny buttons. And so that's why, when the lights come back on again, I'm still sitting exactly where I was, clutching my lost and founders cap with both hands and blinking at empty space. Because, of course, the man with the deep hood has gone. Chapter 2. Weirdos and Crackpots The second rule of lost and foundering is keep calm and try a smile. Seriously, you'd be amazed at some of the things that turn up in my lost and foundry. Thingamies, doodars, assorted hoojumfips of all descriptions. Once I even had a living, breathing human being hand herself in, but that's another story. You just have to take it all in your stride, stay cool and pretend that the Roman helmet or false nostril or blood-stained candlestick that got left in the conservatory is all in a day's work for a lost and founder. So it's the second rule I'm mostly thinking of when the hotel lights come back on to reveal that not only has Deep Hood gone, he's also left an object on my desk. You were just handing something in? I ask the empty space where the man has been standing. Why did you have to be so creepy about it? I lean out of my cubbyhole and see a trail of rainwater leading to the main staircase. If I wanted to, I could follow it and find out which room Deep Hood is staying in. If I wanted to. And the thing on my desk? Well, see for yourself. It's a shell. And I'll leave it there with the mystery of what that shell is and what's going to happen next with Herbie Lemon when he starts to explore... Uh, what could be inside that shell. And I hope that anyone listening to this uh, who reads Gigantis enjoys returning to Erie on Sea and having another adventure with Herbert Lemon and Violet Palmer. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Ah, he reads. He reads so well, doesn't he, Russell? That was a, a lovely reading. Another cracking start to uh, a great book full of mystery and exciting uh, uh, adventure. So uh, you also caught up with him and had a, a brief interview, didn't you? I did. I love chatting with him. He's always such good value, such a generous mm. man as well. I know he's listening uh, uh, to the show as well. Really kind. He gave us a brilliant interview. 
Would you like to have it now? I mean, it's entirely up to you. <laughs> it is in the script. Here's the interview I caught up with Thomas Taylor. If you want to follow him on Twitter, folks, he's at Thomas H. Taylor. He'll be very grateful, as we are. I love the hotel, uh, Thomas. I have to say, you captured the hotel beautifully. I just love that. Um, tell me some more about the book, because we uh, we didn't talk in great detail about this particular title last time we spoke. Um, how long did it take to write, and when, when did you start writing it? Uh, well, I started writing it, oh, I suppose... About a year and a half ago, um, so around the time um, that Malamander, the first book, was published, I'd already written the first draft of Gargantis, and so I have to sort of do it quite quickly after that because I need to, at the moment, I'm producing one a year. So um, I suppose it took about nine months to write, and it takes us back to, to Erie on Sea with all the characters we've met in, in Malamander, um, but now with a different story, a different legend, uh, something completely different going on. But behind all this, there is still the mystery of Violet's parents and also where Herbie comes from. And those mysteries I'm carrying on um, across the books. So we'll find out more and more as the books go by. Good, because you have left us wondering. And, and I, I think that's just absolutely superb as well. Um, anything to add to the kind of top tips and recommendations now you've had a chance to reflect on our last conversation? Do you know? uh, in terms of writing and storytelling? Yes. Um, well, you can't really go, go more wrong than to have some kind of cliffhanger or some kind of mystery or suspense um, that you, you, you need to leave your reader um, wanting more. That's a really good thing to do. And um, I think I would say I've learned that uh, deleting things and, and giving a bit less uh, in order to um, allow a bit more anticipation and wonder from the, from the reader is, is a good thing because you can over explain things. So I would say if anyone's wondering about where their story has gone wrong. Maybe look and see whether you're over-explaining um, because maybe that's where your text is not quite working. Love it. Great advice. And thanks very much indeed for joining us again. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Thomas Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much. And as Pi said, that's got to be the first reading out in public. Yeah, fantastic. And such good advice there about deleting things. Um, we talked a little bit about this before, haven't we, Russell, where... Um, it's tempting, for instance, to write a sentence and put in lots and lots of adjectives in particular and lots of big describing words. And sometimes that actually ruins the sentence. But Thomas is making a wider point there about over explaining. You don't have to explain everything. My mother used to do that on the telephone. I remember once when she fell over in Tesco's uh, towards the end of her life and it was horrible and the ambulance had to come. But when she got on the phone to me, instead of saying, oh, I've had a terrible time, I fell over in Tesco's, she said to me, oh, I got up this morning, I was up early. And she went through everything, what she had for breakfast. She took the dog for a walk. But it was only about 15 minutes later when we, we cut to the chase and got to the, uh, the, the, you know, the key point. So I think that's a good point. OK, I've written in my post, it. I wonder if the shell will speak when Herbie puts it to his ear. It's so good to meet these characters again. I've double checked it. Um, everything is as it should be. So I click on the Padlet and bingo up it comes. And remember, every now and then, folks, you've got to refresh the page. So if I go to the top and there I can see the where it says radioblogging.net, there's a semicircle with an arrow. Click on there and already there are a good 50 um, up there. And remember to click on that little heart. It's lovely when somebody says, oh, I like that point, just by clicking on it um, in the bottom left-hand corner of each uh, mini post-it to show that we've read other people's. It's important to read what other people say and other people think, to magpie ideas, to broaden our understanding of what we're um, reading. 
Alice Q. I like the way the weather matches the suspense of the story. Absolutely. What a great point, Alice. So that if we want to create suspense and tension, have a thunderstorm, have a character in a snowstorm if you want it scary. If you want to get a sense of isolation, get some mist and some fog so they're on their own. If you want a positive tone, give them a bright sunny morning like we've got today. Very perceptive point. So everybody's got their responses up there. Um, Deputy Mitchell will be working very, very hard to get those um, up and approved because every single thing is written. And one of the things I'm really proud of is that when we started doing this, um, it feels like a, a lifetime ago, but when we started, folks, we were not so good at the capital letter and the full stop and that importance of re-reading it before you post it. And now virtually everyone I can see up here, if not everyone has a capital letter full stop, no words are missing and the spelling is virtually immaculate. That is fantastic because we've learned before you post it, before you publish it, double check it, reread it. So really pleased to see that great progress. I think having done that, um, I feel we need a little bit of music. What do you think, Russell? Is yes, it time for a little bit of music? It's always time for a little bit of music, listeners. Mm. Get in contact. We'd love to hear from you during this. So carry on working, bloggers. Blog away. Give that Deputy Mitchell something to get his teeth stuck into. Get those posts coming towards us on email. We are radioblogging at gmail.com. On Twitter, at radio uh, blogging. Just quite simple on there. Or you can send us a text message, 07624802272. Shout-outs coming next after this. Peanuts, anyone? Hello, my name's David Armand, and you're listening to radioblogging.net. Thanks, David. You can catch him here tomorrow on the show. So looking forward to that reading as well. It's nearly coming to Smiley FaceTime. Now, there's a BBC-approved time check for you. Smiley FaceTime. It's seven, it was eight minutes past ten now, uh, and just perfect. Thank you. On to the text now. Edith and Bebop are so proud of CJ for recording his breaking news piece. I love that. Thank you so much for that. Radio blogging has transformed our lockdown school days. Thank you so much. We love it. What a lovely text, and I love the way that you've taken the trouble to congratulate CJ for recording his breaking news story. We absolutely love that. Thank you so much. Uh, on uh, Twitter now, Mrs. Quattrill, thank you very much. Great to hear the opening of uh, Gargantis. Thank you very much. Herbie um, Lemon, <laughs> thank you. It's such a great character. Absolutely and perfect there. Jenny is also listening. Thank you so much indeed. Charlotte Wright, good morning to you. Enjoying the show very much. That's really nice. And Sue Hardy Dawson is with us as well. Thank you. We love it when some of our guests, our past guests, also so come back and enjoy other brilliant writing as well. Um, an amazing amount of comments going through the system. So yeah, if they're a little slow this morning, we're getting through them as quickly as possible. A whole team of folk who are approving your blog, blog posts as we speak now. So that's just brilliant. There. Rachel Orr is on. She's just absolutely loving the show. Thank you so much indeed. Maria Richards, good morning to you again. Thank you so much. You have been on a long time uh, today and we really do appreciate that. So thank you so much indeed for those mentions. Ian, what do you have? Russell, thank you very much indeed. Yeah, same here with me. Plenty of people who got up early to join us this morning. Thomas uh, got up early this morning. Thank you and looking forward to and enjoying the show this morning. Bethany, so excited. Who else listened to the Australian show? I did. It was brilliant. Bethany, thank you so, so much. Um, Sachin, of course, joined us for the Australian show and is back with us now for this show. Izzy from Stone with Woodford as well. Uh, Katie, Bethany as well. Good morning to you, Seb. Please can you give a shout out to my friends, new listeners, Jack and 
and Hannah from Flax Hill Junior School. Thank you. St. Vincent's School. Please can you give a shout out to St. Vincent's Primary School. We are loving the literacy games and listening to authors' stories. Thank you. Kirat, uh, thank you for getting in touch. Lovely to hear from you this morning. Uh, Olivia, Sophie as well. Uh, thank you for getting in touch with us. Year six, who are doing uh, SATs this week or would have been doing their SATs this week. Um, I recommend radio blogging, blogging to relax and get you in the zone. Uh, yeah, interesting times, isn't it? What things that we would have been doing. But hey, do you know what? Stick with us here at Radio Blogging. We will develop your literacy as we have already said so far this morning. Claire, Andrew, Bethany and Toby's Australian show was so cool. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, what's today's Gerald update, says Neve? We'll have to find out perhaps from Pi a little bit later. Isla, good morning to you. Douglas, please can we have a shout out for all of my friends at Mallory's Junior School and everywhere else saying good morning to everybody. Holly, hope everybody is well and I'm super excited for today's show. As you can see, we've got lots of uh, messages coming through Devon woohoo radio blogging is back can't wait for today's show thank you so much Ray and so ready for Gargantis Tuesday Freya can you give a shout out to my friend Lexi who I am really missing and also a shout out for year six at Stone School Ted can I please have a shout out from me and my mum as she introduced this to me on the email which is radioblogging at gmail.com our good friend Lorraine Harrison says, "Ready, uh, great to see some role play today. Used to play Red Riding's, uh, Red Riding Hood's granny talking to the doctor after she had been rescued. Uh, sadly, I missed the Australian version, but my cousins were out there, were listening. Loved what the teachers said. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Emily uh, saying thank you for the shout out. No problem. We can do this with live radio because it is interactive. Uh, another Emily got in touch as well with us this morning via the email. Shout out to Hannah, our cousin in Hertfordshire. So lovely. We can all join in radio blogging together, even though we can't see each other. Love hearing your poems and seeing you pop up on the Padlet. Love Emily and Olivia in Portsmouth. Brilliant. Loving that. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Uh, and, and finally, uh, Wilfred. Wow, I love that bit of writing because it really got my interest. It really is. There's so much language. There's so much to get excited about here. And there's even more coming up in the rest of the show. And for that, I'm going to hand over to Pi Corbett. Fantastic stuff. It, it, according to John, it's just a bit, little message has come through. We've had over 5,000 comments that's enormous isn't it mm, huge. so I, I mean really stupendous and i know that um thomas is now uh um he's he's with us and thomas if you go into the response padlet you can see all the different responses that um uh, children have been writing up remember every now and then to refresh your page but there's a lot there to be looking at um in terms of the reflection on that opening and how powerful and effective it was how it drew us very very cleverly into uh wanting to carry on because you do have to hook your reader of course at the very very beginning now if you come out from the uh, response we are going to go into the uh the jot cast and this time it's it's on the we haven't got something to go into have we david it's actually there underneath the thomas taylor response padlet it's there on the main um page which is a, a slightly different um i'm right in saying that aren't i david you are yes we, we did the same yesterday um we we've put it in the center there so that people can access it quickly uh, so it's ready for them there Okay, let's uh, get on. So I think we know how to use this. I'm going to give you some instructions and then you post up your sentence at the bottom of the um, 
little jot cast there you put your name in write your sentence reread it double check it and then click on send this isn't a race folks about being the first to get there craft your sentence carefully and what we're going to try and do is build up a paragraph uh, bit by bit sentence by sentence so when once you've written your first sentence then reread that and then you go into the second sentence um, and that will then eventually give you what you're going to uh, put on the blog in the long run now i'll lead you into it um I just go back to the beginning of the book and listen to how thomas brings that rather ominous character in so he says this um, he's talking about no no hotel in the world puts the strange in stranger quite like the Grand Nautilus Hotel. And then he says, take this guy, for example, the one who's just come in from the storm, the one walking across the empty marble floor of the hobby. See him? The one whose face is hidden by the enormous hood of a long wax cloak coat streaming with rainwater. He begins to describe him. So I love that way that Herbie is talking directly to us take this guy for example the one walking across the empty marble floor of the hobby see him the one who so your challenge today is to bring on a character and describe the character you might be wanting to say what the character looks like uh, how they're moving what they're doing you might even get in something that they say so you've got the opening line there Take this guy, for example, see him and you're talking directly to the reader, the one who is now you don't have to have them coming into a hotel lobby. They can be coming into a shop. They can be coming in through the front door, coming into a cave, coming into the classroom. It's up to you where you set it. It doesn't have to be uh, a bloke. It can be a woman if you want or a child. Um, I suppose it could even be an animal, but I think I'd stick to a girl or a boy. Take this girl, for example. Do you see her? The one who's wearing the red dungarees. Look at her hair. It's all over the place. She must have got out of bed the wrong side. Or take this bloke, for example. Can you see him? The one who's striding forwards as if he owns the place. Look at those glasses. He must have got terrible eyesight or whatever it's going to be. So we're in with Sachin. Crowds buzzing with normal people. There are some unusual people, though. Take this guy, for example, see him, the one who's wearing a luminous teal coat, skidding across the claustrophobic market floor. Lovely one. Remember adults to comment. Um, that's always helpful. Sophie, I love the way you've used the word tempting. Can you think of another word for when? So get those comments in, folks. Um, somebody who possibly hasn't given themselves a na name. It says guest. Um, so the one who had has gnarled hands that clutch a silver suitcase and is hidden by a hood steaming with rain. Try and get the, think about the tense. Take this man, for example, Sachi now. Do you see him? Look, him over there. Look, his hair's so messy, it's like a swarm of bees. Or Chloe, take this guy, for example. See him? The one who's moving on swiftly, taking every step as a chance to feel the soft carpet underneath his feet. Now add on your next sentence, Chloe and, and everybody else. Add on another sentence so that you're building it up. Build that description up. Then maybe having him holding something or saying something. See him? Ella, the one who's always sneaking about after curfew. Very strange, right? I love that. You've got the right tone there, uh, Ella. You're talking to the reader. Great stuff. Ted, the one who's slowly limping but he doesn't have crutches. 
keep going with that one, Ted. Add to it now. The one who's um, Emily, the one who's carrying her daily shopping, the one who's looking at the adverts on the cereal box. I think you could do a third sentence, Emily. The one who, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. It's building up nicely. Sachin, his hair is like a scruffy beard filled with maggots and old breadcrumbs. Sounds like something out of the twit, Sachin. Mrs. Pierce, ah, coming back at Sachin. How is your man moving? Sachi, do you see his beard? It's all over the place like a thorn bush. Nice image there, Sachi. Amelia, take this girl, for example. Can you see her? She's the one who's holding a big bunch of colourful flowers high in the air so they don't get damaged with the large crowd. That's really interesting, Amelia. It's making me wonder why has she got the flowers? Who's she taking them to? Nice little hook. Well done, Bethany. Take this guy, for example. See him? The one who crept in and shuffled to a light. And is standing under it, the one with the water evaporating off his biluminescent yellow coat. Ooh, keep going with the description, Bethany. It's flowing nicely. Oliver, the one who moves with stealth and confidence. Ooh, building character nicely. Add a bit more description. I can't quite see him yet, Oliver. Betty, the one who walks with a loping grace, the one whose long dress gets tangled around his feet. Uh, that's really interesting, Betty. You need a capital letter at the beginning, of course. I like the loping gra grace. Did you mean his feet or her feet? Charlotte, see her? The one sat on the log, scuffing stones. Love the idea of scuffing stones. You've got a capital missing error, um, Charlotte. Just just uh, tweak that, will you? Chloe, love the idea of oh, Mr. Walker coming back to Chloe. Yeah, Oliver, piling in crowds, pushed through the alabaster um, marble floor you've got to put i think they would go across it not through it um oliver but good uh, nice one i like the alabaster there um alice see that dog can you see him the one with the the one with the one with <laughs> you've got two two ones there you need to reread that one alice double check it with the long claws scratching on the marble floor the one with luminous eyes staring intently love that bit because it's another little hook alice it's making me think why is he staring intently build up the description a bit india the crowd is loud and noise and laughter there is one odd one out the man in the black cloak as if he is anonymous that's great india uh, you need instead of that comma you need a full stop the rule uh, after there is odd one uh, there is one odd one out the rule is if it could be a, a full stop it must be a full stop that's the rule jack davy take this boy for example can you see him the one who's walking into the classroom got a brown quiff he looks like a cloud of danger wow he looks like a cloud of danger superb writing uh you can see it if you reread it you know exactly what i'm looking at jack so just attend to that uh, emily take this girl can you see her long hair keep the description going now emily uh mrs shirtlift thanks very much for coming back to emily chloe the one who's looking at the brass chandelier and watching the candles flicker we got some really nice writing going on here i'm so proud of this um now you've had a go at doing that we're beginning to build up our character through what they look like but also giving some hints as well in terms of what they look like but what they do how they move and maybe later on how they say so that's some really good responses and while we're doing this russell have we got a short musical interlude while everybody's working on this we have indeed it'd be really good to do that's 21 and a half minutes past 10 you're listening to radio blogging across the planet i pulled this one out because i thought you might like this one radio blogging bringing unique learning opportunities every day you're listening to russell prue pi corbett deputy mitchell and ian rocky 
what better way to start your day. And a very good morning to Thomas Taylor. Thank you so much indeed. Lovely tweet from you as well. I absolutely love it. Mrs. Neeson, lovely picture of uh, your cat there. Thank you so much indeed. Really enjoying that as well. The cat's called Harry. Hello, Harry. Uh, really good. Lovely photograph there as well. Obviously enjoying the reading there uh, from Thomas as well. Ian, what do you have for us? Russell, thank you very much indeed. George from Warren Road, uh, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. Also, Miss Little uh, there on the contact Padlet as well. Got a few comments come in, Oliver. Shout out to Ollie, Cruz and the Haydens and all my year five friends at Pensby Primary. I am missing you all from Oliver. And that's what we're here for as well. Not only are we here for quality literacy for an hour, we're also here to keep people connected and to support people's mental well-being. And we take um, absolute privilege to do that as well. Isabella, good morning to you. Shrisha, good morning. Morning. Really excited for Gargantis Thursday. Hope you've been enjoying it so far. It's been a huge amount of fun, hasn't it, this morning? Rebecca from Brunel class, 12th day listening. Uh, please can I have a shout out to me, Miss F, and all my friends from Brunel class, year five and six at St. Paul's Point. And they're regular listeners now. Thank you so much. You are, um, I'm so happy that Thomas Taylor is back. I read Gargantis straight after speeding through Malamanda. Please may I have a shout out to Sacred Heart New Malden. That's not far from where I did my teacher training many years ago. Dean, good morning to you. Please can I have a shout out for P5 and 6 and our teacher, Mrs. Eltringham from Skelmorley Primary. Good morning, Skelmorley Primary. Thank you for joining us once again. Brilliant to have you. Freya, good morning to you. Betty and Martha and Daphne, good morning to you. Loving the game that we played this morning um, and the, the backwards and forwards between Pi. The comments, this isn't a hotel. I know so many, so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Megan, can you give a shout out to my friend Jenna? I absolutely can. Jack is listening after hearing about radio blogging from his friend Seb. We are loving it. Wonderful. Please tell your friends. Chendor. Hi, Radio Blogging. Loved the first game today. I know. So did we. It was very witty. Well, thank you so much. Uh, can you bring Anthony Horowitz to your show, please? Oh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. You're going to love it. Absolutely, Chendor. Yes, up next week. Toby, um, look, the Australian show, and I love this one. Thank you so much. We're, we're having a good morning. It's good fun. Um, Judith Altringham, good morning to you. <laughs> look with your eyes, not your fingers. That's another good one. Really enjoyed your Australian show this morning. Interesting to read their work and reflect on how much the children in the UK have improved their writing skills through practice over the course of the last few weeks yippee for gargantis hope the boys and girls at scale morley primary enjoying this wonderful mix of fun and excitement um arthur not a waitress you know i know no indeed that's <laughs> another fine one <laughs> amelia working hard at home this morning amy can you and gabby have a shout out yes you can ted mum would like a shout out for introducing that to me <laughs> this is Altrium. what did your last slade die off um <laughs> amy can we have the gerald song we haven't had the Gerald song for a while. I'll talk to the technical department uh, and we will see. Um, Izzy and George as well. And also Layla. Please can my teacher, Miss Hamill, have a shout out because she introduced me to this radio show that I can listen to at home. Finally, before we move on, a text. Early start with your and your link up with Australia has obviously done you all the power of good gentlemen. Brilliant fun start to today's show. Thank you. Well, thank you for getting in touch. Yeah, we're having a ball. We're having a real huge amount of fun this morning. Uh, but for now, I'm going to hand back to Pi Corbett. Okay, great. Uh, thanks ever so much. And I, the more we go on, the more I keep remembering things. Uh, and I've just got enough time to tell this story. I, I once taught a boy called Stephen, and. Um, just outside the classroom was where you were supposed to hang your coat 
and place your outdoor shoes or boots if it was a rainy day and i all had i was a bit fussy everything had to be neat and tidy i didn't like coming in and finding coats on the floor and stephen was not a lad who was used to hanging his things up let alone putting his shoes in the right place so almost every day his coat would be on the floor i would come in i would say whose coat is this he would look shamefaced and then he'd go and hang it up well in the end i got so fed up this i picked up two wellington boots whose are these they were stevens of course i knew they would be stevens and i said well you obviously don't care much for them because you keep leaving your coat and your boots all over the place so they're going in the bin and i threw them in the bin now i did mean to retrieve them from the bin but unfortunately by the time we got to the end of the day the caretaker had been round and they'd gone and i said to the caretaker where are stephen's boots he said oh i've incinerated everything <laughs> i had to buy him a new pair of wellington boots so that, that's a story when it all went seriously wrong for me now folks you've been practicing uh, your characterization on the jock cast so we can now come out of that just go to where it says in the rectangular box uh, further down, bring on a character because we are now going to publish or you're going to blog and develop that blog um, into uh, a longer piece of writing. And this is all about developing the character. How do we know a character? How do we build up a character in a story so that they sound real? Some of it is done with description, but it's also thinking about what sort of character do I want? How does the character feel? Because if they're angry, they're going to say certain things and move in a certain way. If they're shy, they will move differently. So characterization comes a little bit through a little bit of description, but also what a character says, what a character does, how they move, etc. So building on what we've been doing, I'll read you mine, uh, my uh, paragraph uh, at the top of the page and just talk a little bit about what I've done. And then you can uh, you've got a space below for you to blog and right at the bottom of the page you can perform. So here we go. Take this guy, for example. See him? The one who's pulling his hat down and walking with a stoop. Look at his beard. It's like a swarm of grey bees stuck in his face. I wonder if it's real. His eyes flicker beneath his hat like a hawk about to pounce. He's thin and tall as a beanpole. And beside him, his wife is the total opposite. She's small and round as a barrel with a scarf wrapped over her head. He's holding on tight to a large brass clock. Who are they? What is their story? We'll never know. So we've got a bit of description in there and a little hint, little clues, a bit of teasing and hooking in with the brass clock. And then those rhetorical questions to get the reader uh, thinking. So use the form to take what you've already been practicing in the jot cast, get your next, it says chapter. What we mean by that is your next section, paragraph, might be a couple of paragraphs, fill the whole thing in. And then right at the very bottom of the page, this is where you can, uh, where it says extension task. This is where you can record your paragraph. David, can we say a little bit about doing the recording? We can, yes. Uh, the children are getting better and better at this as we go through. And the great thing about this uh, Padlet is that you can, you can browse through and listen to over 100 
different performances of different genres from news broadcast to stories to poetry and you can see how people are doing it um one thing we uh, ask is that you just build the confidence to have a go uh, everyone that's done it has been brave has practiced and has uh, had a had a go and possibly read it out to somebody or practiced in the mirror or whatever it might be but just a couple of uh, hints and tips along the way there is a player there that will allow you to um uh, listen to some instructions you can follow those instructions to create your audio post-it note um one thing you can do when you are recording is you can listen back before you commit to sending it in so don't be afraid to press record and start listen and start performing it because you can listen back to it and if you're not happy you can start again and if you are happy you can submit it um but yes there are loads there to go through and have a look uh, have a listen to uh, we love listening to these it's one of the highlights of my day um and then russell is the technical genius behind um turning those into the little jingles to open the show uh, we love it don't we pi we love listening to these oh yes it's really exciting uh, seeing what people have done so go one step further today we've gone nicely from uh, the reading that we had from Thomas, and I know Thomas has been on the response uh, padlet, and I think he's probably put a couple of things up there, has been reading what we've said about the book, and that he'll find that really interesting and useful. We've flown very nicely from the reading into the Jotcast, where we've been practicing, building up that paragraph into the blog, and when you've got it absolutely right, then you can do the performance. I did notice I've missed one word out and I'm not sure about some of the tenses. I've actually still got a bit of editing to do on mine. So be strict with yourselves. Only post it when it's really, really as good as it can be. Russell, I think we have pretty close to yeah, 10.32. Not bad, is it? Good. It's no? really good. It's running really well to time, folks. So we're doing all we can to squeeze it into an hour. It's hard work. It's like getting uh, two litres of water into a half a litre cup. It's just amazing. But thank you so much indeed. Uh, we're back with you tomorrow at 9.30 in the morning. Uh, it's Friday. It's fabulous. It's a really interesting brand new Friday day with David Almond. You're going to love him to bits. Also, tomorrow worth mentioning at 2.15 Ian Rocky is back with us, with me as well, and the both of us are actually going to do a, a, a recording masterclass. How some top tips from us both about how you can get your reports into the recording uh, in a really nice, clear fashion. And so we're going to be putting that together. It's two fifteen tomorrow afternoon, and of course, Ian and I are back at three o'clock for our all request Sunday music show, just to get you in the mood for the following week. Thanks so much indeed. I hope you've had a brilliant blogging experience. This will be up to listen to a again on the website and that opening starter well you're going to want to play that again wherever you are stay safe and we'll catch you tomorrow at 9 30 yo yo what up this is lunch money lewis hey i'm john newman hey what's up this is fergie ferg a children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world join pi corbett russell prue ian rocky and david mitchell live each weekday at 9 30 a.m online radio live blogging this is radioblogging.net